Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is the queen of holistic skincare. Uh, she is a facial massage and gua sha expert. Her name is Britta Plug. Britta is a master at facelifting, facial sculpting, and she's just a wizard master at melting away facial tension in general. Uh, I should know, I got a facial from her. Uh, unfortunately, I did that right before this conversation that I have with her today, and I'm way too relaxed to be try- to be a podcast host. I, you know, I should have I should have waited to get the massage afterwards, but you know what? I wanted to know what I was talking about. So, if anything, my relaxed vibe. Uh, my sleepy, sleepy vibe during this conversation you're about to hear will, uh, you know, just speak to the fact that she is a master at relaxing people um, with the work that she does. Anyway, back to Britta. So yeah, she's a facial guru, a goddamn face guru. She's the founder of Studio Britta in New York. Uh, her her studio is in Soho. She's the co-founder of Wildling Beauty. And uh, for those of you in Los Angeles who want to book an appointment, Britta is going to be traveling to LA in early 2019. So email her if you want to schedule an appointment. Her email address is hello at studiobritta.com. And for everything and anything else Britta Beauty related, you can follow her on uh, one of, uh, you know, or all of her Instagram accounts at studio.brita. You can follow her at Britta underscore beauty. And you can follow her at wildling underscore beauty. All right. Oh my God. Where do we go from here? You guys, I am uh, recording this intro uh, in Paris. I'm in Paris right now at the Hoxton Hotel. It is so cool. I've never been to this hotel in my entire life. This is not, this episode is not sponsored by the Hoxton Hotel, but it should be because this fucking hotel is, oh my God, everybody... Everybody is gorgeous, youthful. They all look like influencers. How dare you? Anyway, but everybody's so, you know, effortlessly chic here. The rooms are incredible. It's uh it's just great. Is all is all I'm saying. I'm so jet lagged. I'm so tired. I'm just really happy to be in a hotel room uh out of the cold weather. I just got to Paris. Just got off uh the Eurostar from London and uh yeah, I'm jet lagged. And I'm just really excited about Wi-Fi and, uh, and talking to you guys and checking in because I've been trying to upload this podcast, but I couldn't get anything done because I just had the worst, most spotty Wi-Fi and internet connection uh, ever. Thanks for nothing, Sprint. Anyway, um, but here we are now. We can breathe again. I'm getting grounded in my truth. Um, so many things to tell you. So, yeah, I... I'm on this holiday trip for, for Christmas. It's not just for Christmas, not just to celebrate Christmas. I'm on this trip with my boyfriend um, because he's British and we thought this is the perfect time to meet his entire family and all of his friends and see where, see where he grew up. And um, so I met his mom. I So far in, in London and in the town that he's from, which is like a little bit outside of London, um, I met his mom. I met his. Uh, I met his dad. I've met his grandma, who's really cool. Who's so cool, and she she says things like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I don't know. I can't even do it. But she's really funny. She says "yeah" a lot in, in a really kooky, cool way. Like she's all rock and roll, and she's like a badass, and she's making jokes. She's ninety years old. Anyway, um, I met his sister, his niece and nephew. Just 
I'm meeting all of his friends and all these, you know, couples that, that he's friends with that, uh, you know, that I've never met before, but I've heard a ton about. Everybody's lovely. Everybody's beautiful um, and kind and sweet. But the crazy thing is before I left for the trip, before I left Los Angeles, uh, everybody was asking me, uh, anybody I would tell that I'm going on this trip to meet my boyfriend's parents and his family and seeing where he comes from, they were like, oh my God, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I was like, what? Back off. What? I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I'm excited. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like seriously excited. Uh, I'm trying to avoid saying the phrase cut to because it's irritating, but I might just say it anyway, but I just wanted to be self-aware about it so I could be self-deprecating and let you know that I don't love that phrase. So if you don't like it, you won't judge me too much. And you'll be like, maybe she's okay. She just couldn't think of another phrase. Anyway, uh, so I'm like, no, I'm excited. Cut to me like about to meet like his mom and like I'm bursting into tears and I'm like, I'm like trying to find flowers to buy her before we meet her at the restaurant. And I'm like, Oh my God. He's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I'm really stressed. Okay. It's a big deal. I'm like meeting your mom. It's like, I'm meeting, I'm meeting another boyfriend's mom. It's like, Oh, this is so it's just, what does it all mean? This is, I don't, I'm like a show pony. I'm being judged and all this stuff. I just, I want, it's not even that I wanted her to like me. It's just, it's just like every single day, and we did like each other and I liked her and she liked me and it was lovely and everything went great. And I was PMSing anyway. I got my period later. Thank you very much. But, uh, what I realized was, yes, it was a little bit stressful and I got a little bit self-conscious, um, cause I'm such a self-aware person by the fact, cause, cause the fact that every day I was meeting a new person in my boyfriend's life. You know, I've been with him for about nine and a half months and all of a sudden I'm, lead, I'm meeting like his entire family. I'm in another country and I, every single day it's a new person and, you know, I'm telling the same stories. I'm explaining who I am. I'm asking them questions. I'm telling them, you know, giving the same anecdotes and blah, blah. And I just started to feel like, you know, and then, you know, they know they've known him for a while. So they've seen other people he was dated. So I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, am I being judged? Am I being compared? Am I like a show pony? I'm I'm trying to be charming. I want to be liked. I want, you know, I want to give a good impression and I'm just, you know, just trying to be on, which is not very hard for me because that's, you know, I like that. I like talking to people. I love asking people questions and I do have a lot to say and it's easy for me to turn, turn on and be around people. And, but, uh, but yeah, jet lag and, and it's very cold and, uh, you know, and just, just being sensitive and PMSing all just, uh, collided. And uh, yeah, I burst into tears and I was like, oh my God, yes, it is a bit stressful. But anyway, now all the, the get togethers, the, you know, it's, it's not Christmas yet. We're going to do that. But now that I've met everybody and I, I've, I've, we've checked that off the list, now the boyfriend and I are just in Paris. We have no real plans. We're going to go to the Pompidou. We're going to go to the Louvre. We're going to walk around a bit and just be mellow and walk around on the Marais, the fourth uh, arrondissement. How dare you? Uh, so I can settle in a bit, a bit, but uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I did, uh, I did make a very small pimple on my face, my security blanket touchstone, and now that small pimple is no longer small. It is huge. It is huge. It is fucked over. I, I like you know. I, I don't know why. I, I think picking at your face it releases, uh, it releases endorphins, isn't it? Endor- endorphins, is it? Is that what it is that it releases? Yeah. So I need as many endorphins as I could get, even though I'm on a 25 milligram dose of uh, Zoloft because that's working on the serotonin. Anyway, I'm no doctor, but uh, so yeah, I've broken out a bit. I still look beautiful. 
I keep telling myself that. I've got to keep, got to keep telling myself that. And uh, yeah, and even though I'm missing a ton of fantastic reality television in Los Angeles, all my Bravo shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta, the new season of Vanderpump Rules, which is you know my favorite, uh, it's okay because British television is incredible, and there are shows here that have been blowing my mind. Okay, first off, it started with. Um, you know, I, I discovered this show. Uh, my boyfriend was like, British TV is, is I'm not going to try to do an accent. He was like, it's better. It's cozier. Because he knows cozy is a very big word for me. It's a very big, important vibe in my life. I like cozy. Whether it's tea, coffee, rooms, taking a bath, uh, just, you know, just, an, I like life to be cozy as much as possible. That is very enticing for me. So he's like, you're going to see. TV in the UK is cozy, cozier than America. It's everything's better. You're going to love it. I'm like, okay, relax. That's great. I, I, I pretty much agree with you anyway about everything anyway. So just, okay. All of a sudden, like our first night, we go to this restaurant called Sketch. We, oh, we land. We're on the plane. I run into a friend. This is so crazy. I run into one of my girlfriends who I didn't realize moved to London. She's on our flight to London and she's like, oh, we'll share a car. It'll be great. Like just jump in my car. I already have one like uh, picking me up. We're like, that's incredible. Uh, Have a chat with her. Say goodbye to her. Uh, You know, we get to our Airbnb. We go to dinner at a place called Sketch, which is very hip. I think it's known for people just like go there for an Instagram photo because like they have like these themed rooms and rose blush is my favorite color. And that's the room we had, a, 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 you know, a, a reservation in. It was, it was lovely. I was exhausted. Uh, but we had a nice night there all bundled up because it was freezing. We get back to the Airbnb. We settle in front of the tube. Uh, I mean the TV, the tube is what they call their, uh, their Metro. Anyway, um, Oh my God, I'm very aware that I'm saying ridiculous things and I'm making fun of myself. I was being sarcastic. Okay, so we settle in front of the TV and the show called First Dates comes on and he's like, you're going to love this show, First Dates. It's a great reality show. It's right up your alley. And uh, he wasn't wrong. First Dates is uh, self-explanatory. It's a show dedicated to a bunch of people going on different first dates. It's all set in one restaurant and then there are all these different first dates going on. It's fantastic. All different ages, uh, ethnicities, sexual orientations. It's, it's great. So we start there. I'm mad about this show. I love this show. All right. Try to find it. I think somebody just sneezed outside of uh, my hotel room. God, Paris is beautiful. It's just, oh my God, I can't, and I can't speak French. My French is very bad. All I can say is mon français est très mauvais. And then I heard doucement means slowly or slow down. I think anyway, uh, I can say le décision s'il vous plaît, which means the check please. Anyway, um, it's so beautiful here. Okay. So first dates, incredible discovery. Okay. Great TV. Next up is it is the discovery of the trip, a show called Naked Attraction. Now, Naked Attraction is, how do I even describe this? There is a single contestant who is looking for love or looking for a relationship or looking for something, looking for a, a person. And let's, I'll set it up like this. Let's say I'm, let's say uh, the episode is revolving around, uh, cause I think it's like two contestants every episode. So let's say the first contestant is a heterosexual guy. So he'll be talking to the host of the show, a really cute girl with great bangs, 
they call it fringe over uh, over there over here anyway but uh and so she's like oh what are you looking for tell me about you blah 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 yakety schmackety okay well, we got five great girls get ready to meet these five beautiful girls um they and the girls are behind a glass partition they slowly raise the glass partition for each of the five girls and the girls are all completely naked and they only raise the partitions to re- reveal like their calves and then they go higher and they reveal their vagina and the guy can literally literally has to whittle down the five girls to like two girls to three girls to two girls to eventually one girl and he eliminates so you can eliminate based on an ankle and then as it raises then all of a sudden you can see all their vaginas like their bare vaginas and then he he had to make a decision on which girl to get rid of based on the personality of their vagina. Oh my God. I can't even imagine if my vagina was being judged and like, that's all anybody had to go by. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to tell you what my vagina looks like. It's really none of your business, but I mean, it's whatever it is. People have liked it. People seem to like it. But if it was just my vagina and, and you couldn't, you didn't know it was attached to my my brain, maybe my eyeballs are a better feature than my vagina, uh, that, that are more, that are more enticing. I don't know. It was just, I was just like, oh my God, I can't even imagine how embarrassing would it be to be disqualified or no eliminated from a dating TV show because your vagina, uh, didn't make the cut compared to the other girls. Like, oh my God, I would die. I would be like my worst fear realized about, I'd be like, oh my God, do I have a meaty vagina? Is it, is it like too, are my lips like too, ah, ah, like are things dangling where they shouldn't be? Oh my God, leave me alone. What did I do? I was born like this. There isn't surgery for it. Oh wait, there is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, so that was insane. And then they like reveal the girls all the way and and then uh, they can't talk and he's got to kind of get a vibe about looking at them and then they can speak and then he picks one, but it also goes both ways. Like a girl, the the way I fell in love with the episode was a girl was, was making a decision, a woman about five different guys she was looking at. And so I got to see on regular TV, five different penises and they were out of control. One was like, uh, very uncircumcised and pointy and and another one was like oh my god all different shapes and sizes but it was like and i insta storied it and my one of my insta stories got banned from uh got taken down and i got in trouble on instagram but like people were loving the post i couldn't they were like what the fuck what is this show it's just british tv is what it is i couldn't fucking believe it so so far first dates and naked attraction look into these shows i mean my god uh it's enough to make me want to move uh to the uk but anyway so now i'm in paris I'm in this room. I miss you guys. I'm so exhausted. My pimples are, are you know, hopefully they'll go down and they'll, they'll heal up. But uh, I just had to tell you about British TV and, uh, and what I'm up to over here. But, uh, oh God, and then we went to this museum in London called the Barbican. And there's this exhibit, which is also right up my alley, called Modern Couples. And it was about all these artists who are couples, like incredible artists. Oh God, I'm blanking on their names right now, but it's like, or it'd be like, uh, oh God, I'm blanking, but these incredible artists, male and female and, uh, you know, just whatever. They're, they're like lesbian couples and gay couples and like heterosexual couples, but everybody was an artist in their own right. But then as couples, it was the ex- ex- uh, exhibition was about how each one informed the other's work and the effect they had on one another. So I was like, wow, I'm going to see this exhibit with my boyfriend. He suggested it. 
And then, and then because I get very dark, I get very like moody and like think deeply about things. We get there and I'm like, oh, are we even like these creative couples? Like, are we passionate enough? Are we as passionate as them? Do we, do you get me? Do you even really see me? These are all the thoughts I'm thinking. Do you know how special I think I am? Do you know, like, you know, are we ever going to inform each other's work in a, in a magical, you know, a magical way? And, uh, and of course, we actually do. We, we completely do. We're a lovely couple. He's, he's a wonderful boyfriend. He's the best boyfriend I've ever had in my entire life. He treats me wonderfully. He's very deep and magnetic, and, and uh, he's quiet, and I'm loud, and it's, it's great. But at the exhibit, I'm like, oh, God, am I going to walk out of this exhibit and just feel like really alone next to him? Am I just going to think, you know, like we're not passionate enough. And then I'm, you have to read. There are so, I'm such a slow reader. Every um, room and every uh, explanation of, uh, and story uh, of, of every couple was this very long, long, like many paragraphs uh, in length for each couple. So I'm reading each one okay, there's a story about this couple. Here's a story about this couple. And this is taking me forever. My boyfriend like did the exhibit like 10 times and I'm like still reading. Anyway, but the long story longer, the takeaway was at the end of pretty much every couple's passionate couple story was, yeah, by the end of their relationship, uh, she had a mental breakdown and killed him and killed herself in a murder-suicide. And it was like pretty much, it was almost like that or like, or they cheated or they're in a weird thing or somebody was married. It was just all so chaotic. And I was like, God, I have a great thing going. I just want something healthy and happy and, and creative because we're both creative. So, but it was interesting, just interesting how all over the place my brain can go in like an hour. I mean, really actually in like seven minutes, uh, let's be honest, let's, let's be fair. But, uh, and then another odd thing, I had this like moment where we went to this Turkish bath in this place called Harrogate in Yorkshire, uh, which is near where my boyfriend grew up, and uh, we're visiting family of his. But when we're in this Turkish bath, where we're like steaming and we're in a dry sauna and getting in a cold plunge pool and laying around and just being quiet next to each other, like sweating at this Turkish bath. And I had this realization that it's like, you know, I used to have this blog called I'm Boy Crazy and I would write about all my, my dating experiences, my like my spirals and my thinking very deeply about everything and panicking and worrying, looking for love and longing for love and really wanting to be understood and meet somebody who was great for me that I could count on, who would love me, that I could love back. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh my God, I'm in the relationship I want to be in. I don't want to sabotage it. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want it to end. And I'm in it and it's really good. And now I'm just in it. I'm in a relationship. How odd. Because all I usually do is like talk about breakups or, you know, I'm, I mean, they're single. I'm doing like self-help work to be better or ready for my next thing. But I always think, I used to always think like my relationships had to have a, a deadline, like an expiration date. But now it's like this whole new thing where it's like, no, Alexi, like you're in the thing. This is what it's, this is what it is to be in the thing. Oh my God. It's so interesting. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I making sense? Is this landing? Like it's such a bizarre thing to, to have been in search of something for such a long time and now just to be in it. 
with no games and you could just be happy and you can just be comfortable, not in a boring way, but just you can be, you can be relaxed and just settle into the fact that like, oh, I have my person. Such a new state of mind for me. It's so interesting. Um, so yeah, so the Zoloft is working, and uh, but I'm still me. Anyway, uh, I really do hope you enjoy my lovely conversation with Britta. And uh, what else can I tell you? Christmas is not here yet. If I have Wi-Fi and I can get my fucking act together, there'll be another episode released on Christmas Day. That'll be my Christmas contribution to you guys. And uh, if you want to uh, spend a little time with me over the holidays. And other than that, I'm going to tell you that if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. And uh, if you want to advertise on the show, send an email at uh, to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, support the show, the Love Alexi podcast is an independent podcast. Um, It's a listener-supported podcast. If you want to make a donation, feel free to donate via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And definitely, we should be friends on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. And all that aside, sit back and enjoy my uber-relaxed, super-sleepy conversation with the lovely and talented Britta Plug. All right. Okay, we are podcasting. Hello. Oh my god. Okay, so I just got my facial. This is very exciting. Um, tell me everything you did, and I want to hear your whole story. And oh wait, maybe get closer to me too, because like, uh, all right. Um, yeah. So what do we do in there? We did a bunch of stuff, but first off, how's your skin feeling? It feels so good. Oh my god, I feel like I don't see my laugh lines. I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel dewy and fresh, and it was just like. I just never wanted it to end. I didn't want it to end because I was like, this is all I want. I just wanted a facial massage. I, you know, and like, it's like, I feel everything being drained. And I felt like I didn't realize how much tension I had, like, here on my whatever you call this. My jaw. Your jaw. Yeah, yeah. So many women I work on have some degree of TMJ, like, especially in New York. Yeah. And a lot of it comes back to just like stress. And I'm, there can be alignment issues as well. Like, you know, like the knee bones connected to the hip bone. Like yeah. if your spine's a little off or like like it could be a postural thing, like some tech neck contributing to like the tight jaw. What's what's tech neck? Like leaning forward over your phone or your computer all day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, the, the, the jaw is also a place where we sort of clamp down when we're in survival mode. Like we kind of like curl inward. You know, our shoulders go up, our jaw clamps down, our yeah. tail tucks under like a little dog. Yeah. Like we sort of curl in on ourselves. And so a lot of the facial work is kind of just like unfurling the day-to-day stresses in the jaw, in the forehead, because all of that muscular tension acts like a traffic jam to optimal circulation of blood, of lymphatic flow, um, of life force energy, of your own radiance coming through. So that's where a lot of the massage work that I do sort of comes in to focus on that. And so we started with For You Today... Um, I did a little bit of like uh, this like Russian sculpting lifting technique with the hands that's oh, like a little did? bit faster, more vigorous. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and then went in with the stonework with the facial gua sha to release a little bit deeper. Now tell me what that is. Cause, cause <laughs> for my listeners who are like, I don't even, I've never heard of these phrases, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 
what are the stones? What are the tools? So facial gua sha is totally like taking over Instagram right now. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. And if people want to learn more about that, um, my Instagram handle is at Britta underscore beauty. And I have lots of little tutorials up that they can check out. And I'm also in the process of launching gua sha kits. Um, that people can use for home care. So we have... these? Wait, or no? It's an ancient Chinese technique, so I certainly can't take credit for inventing it. I know, I wish, I wish. But what we've done is created a stone that is a really, really good shape to use at home that you get really nice results with. It's made from Beyond Stone, which was created when a meteor hit a mountain in ancient China. And it created a mountain full of this this stone called Beyond Stone. And its therapeutic use actually predates acupuncture in ancient China. So it's like this really special healing stone. And um, so you use that to glide over the skin. And depending on the pressure that you use, you can be accessing muscular tension and releasing that. You can be using really light pressure and doing more lymph drainage, which means like um, depuffing, detoxifying the skin, um, Lymph moves waste out of the skin, so that means less blackheads, less hyperpigmentation as well. So that depending on how you use it, you can affect different systems and have a different end effect on the skin as well. So that's at wildling underscore beauty. And we now have our kids for sale. You do? Yes. Um, They just launched this month. Pre-sale for like a month or more and we just before thanksgiving sent out our first stack of packages and i'm like i just i can't wait for people to be receiving it but these are these are our kits so they get this stone which is actually on sale right now oh my god um, for black friday but of course wait, this is, will be coming out after. is this your company too or what yeah, is this, this is, i'm a co-founder of this company you're a co-founder of wilding beauty yeah so i founded this studio and then i'm a co-founder of this line oh my god how did you learn how to do all these things because and also was i super puffy you are not no you have very little puffiness oh really yeah you're like very low puff oh that's good oh, yeah. you hear that guys i'm uh, very low puff um i guess so how did you learn how to do all these things like like how did you learn your whole technique and like and it's been it's 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 a journey it's a journey it's a real journey because you're so young and you're such like and you're, you're born in North Carolina no actually no? Um, I only lived there senior year of high school so I'm Canadian by birth okay we were there until I was 10 moved to Germany oh really yeah Why? so I was introduced to spot culture there at my dad's job he's an engineer and just got transferred around yeah. my mother was like yes this is my meal ticket out of like the suburbs of Ottawa please yeah. I I meant for greater things yeah so the whole family packed up and moved to Germany um we had a sauna in the basement which was in yeah it's a luxury so, yeah for us it's so luxurious for like European especially more towards Scandinavian countries which Germany is not but um they have so many saunas. Like, I think there's, like, a sauna for every other person in, like, Finland or something. I make, I could be making that up. That's fine. But it's somewhere around there. There's a, there's a whole lot of saunas. Yeah. And so I was just introduced to, like, all of this self-care. And as a super anxious kid, I was just like, oh, yeah, this feels good. Like, I'm, I'm naturally drawn to this healing. And so I you started... F- you feel like a healer because I feel like I've had facials before where my face is touched but I guess I I feel that the person is tentative that they're tentative and they're like they don't know what they're doing and then I don't feel safe in their hands and your touch is like so specific 
uh, oh God, what's the word? Intentional and confident. And I was, yeah, anyway, I was just like melting. And I never, I have, I have not felt that way like in a long time. That's like the goal. Anyway, keep going. So, oh, thank you. So yeah, most people fall asleep while I'm working on them at some point. And we had to do a little bit shorter session for you today so we could do this part yeah. as well. But um, I think that is one of my gifts is that I'm really good at relaxing people. I'm not so good at relaxing myself. That's part of like my life's work oh. is working with my own like very active nervous system. Oh, isn't that such an interesting thing? Because I feel the same way where I feel like, yeah, my entire life journey and search is to like feel less alone via talking to people or, yeah. and I have so much anxiety and I have so many, I'm so sensitive. So like that, yeah, I don't know. And I feel like I can help people, but I'm still trying to help myself. It's such an interesting thing. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that, isn't that the thing like for everyone? I guess so. But like, it's I feel like a, it's so painful. Like, when you finish your karmic lessons, you die. Oh no. Well, <laughs> let's keep, let's keep learning then. Okay. But wait, so you're an anxious kid. You're living your life. You're in Germany. You're gravitating towards things that calm you down. So keep telling me about that and how you became such a master with your hands and knew that like this is what you're meant to be doing. And then exactly, take and then yeah. take us up to New York. How you have this fashion like this studio on Spring Street. Like how did this all happen? Like Yeah, I guess we'll go back we'll go yeah. back to the journey. And um yeah, even as a kid, like I started having sleepovers with my German friends. They would come over and like we would do sauna night. Oh, wow. I loved products from the body shop because at the time like they seemed really natural. Like yeah. in the nineties it was like, whoa, tea tree oil. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And then I heard somebody else say, like, oh, and then I found out a dewberry wasn't actually a thing, and I was devastated. Oh, and it's wow. like, oh, like, eventually you just realize, like, oh, this isn't as natural as it, I thought. But when I was, like, a tween, young teen, like, the body shop was my life. Me too, yeah. You feel me? I do, yeah. And so I'd have, like, little spa sleepovers, and we'd do our face masks, and we'd go in the sauna, and then one by one, I would massage each of their faces. Really? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I was just really drawn to it from a young age. How old are you? At that point, like, maybe 12, You're, 13. like, giving facial massages yeah. at 12 or 13. It's hilarious. I love yeah. Okay, so your lucky friends are at your house. Exactly. So I think I was just kind of born like ready for this work essentially maybe yeah. from a past life even who knows but then you know fast forward a few years after some moves some stuff and as I was saying to you before we started recording like senior year of high school was just not a point in time for me to be filling out college applications like I was a little bit of a broken human then and I knew that I liked this facial stuff and that seemed like a really calming thing to study until I sort of like got on my feet, found my way in the world. And I just assumed like, okay, I'll just like work in spas until I figure out what my quote unquote real grown up job is going to be. Yeah. So I started my path. I went to beauty school. I did a program called Sedesco, which is like, if you're going to go to beauty school, kind of like the Harvard of beauty schools. How'd you find that? Research. Yeah, I just researched, I was like, if I'm going to do this instead of college, like, I might as well find, like, a good program. It's based out of Switzerland. Oh, really? You, and, went, you went to Switzerland? No, the, just the program is based out of Switzerland. I actually moved uh, to Sydney and started beauty school there, but ended up finishing in Houston. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, yeah. but unimportant, Okay, actually. 
And so I, I started in the spa world and I just kind of had to like, you know, take jobs where people would give me jobs and work my way up. I think I, I interviewed somewhere natural, like Jerlique, but they didn't want me. They didn't want they you. They didn't want Idiots. me. I know. I was, okay. I was like, I was 21 and like probably a complete mess. I don't think I would hire me, so I can't blame them. Well, you're here now, so I mean, it was exactly, all meant to be. Yeah. Exactly. And so I sort of I just like paid my dues and really as a part of my own healing journey, you know, working with my own um, anxiety, depression, and addiction, I started, you know, doing a lot of yoga, did a yoga teacher training, was like really studying meditation, and that started to filter into my work. And at around the same time, I was also getting ready to like work on my health. Um, I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition around the thyroid. So you know about thyroid stuff too. And I was just like, my whole life had been on medication, still am, um, but developed it as a little kid, which is pretty rare. It was just like, kind of like sickly my whole life. And I was like, really hitting a wall with it. I'd been through periods of actually like being bedridden, like barely being able to work. And I was like, screw this like it's really it's time to take my health into my own hands like these doctors just keep giving me more thyroid medication and it seems like there's a lot more to it so I did the um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition program it's called IIN it's like a really easy online nutrition program that's sort of like a sample platter of like all different nutrition modalities like you learn about like everything from the Atkins diet to vegan diet microbiotic and so I started you know really learning about my body and my health went on to study with a functional nutritionist as well and that started to filter into my work so here I was studying you know the body from an energetic perspective through yoga and meditation and looking at the physiology with my functional nutrition coach. And again, all of this just started to obviously filter into my work. Like you can't, you can't unsee things once you've seen them. So once it's like, oh, I'm working with muscles and the flow of energy. Oh, okay. This makes sense. You know, not just for the body and yoga, but how can I apply this to the face how can we unblock what's stuck so that we have better flow you know just like in the body because most facials really treat like the top millimeter of skin and they don't go any deeper than that it's all about either peeling something off or infusing something in and all of these beautiful structures underneath um you know the muscles and the fascia and you know these the circulation I keep talking about all that kind of gets bypassed in your average facial and that's where I think the true magic is because rather than just you know forcing the skin to either you know peel off or really infuse something in we're actually helping to get it out of its own way oh wow so that it can self-correct and self-heal because the body is so incredibly intelligent and I think about it like if you injured your leg for example and you had a bunch of scar tissue built up in your leg you know it would probably have trouble healing because there would be blockages to circulation and you would be sent to physical therapy and be given exercises and massages to break up that scar tissue and that tension so that flow could be restored and your leg could heal and it's really the same with the face you know we have all of this again day-to-day built-up tension that i was talking about earlier And by releasing that, we're actually helping the body to just do its job 
stop. We're removing the traffic jams and just being like, oh, here you go. Now you can circulate freely again. Um, And additionally, a lot of this this work is stimulating all of the functions of the skin, including collagen production, which everybody loves. Like when we look at aging from an Eastern perspective and honestly, like a Western medical perspective, it's really just a slowing down of skin cell turnover, of circulation. Like when you're a kid and you get a like a little cut, it heals in a flash, right? And as you get older, everything just starts to slow down. That's why people are obsessed with like retinoids to increase skin cell turnover. Yeah. But what if we can increase all of the skin's functions by basically, you know, stimulating it through massage, like exercise, to keep everything moving, which is a much more holistic perspective than say, oh, like we're aging, let's freeze it further so that we don't, you know, make an expression, like inject Botox or that kind of thing, because that's really just, you know, shutting down all circulation. Jesus. So, okay, so with... I get really self-conscious about my laugh lines. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so what are your thoughts on fillers? Because I feel like everybody's getting filler. I feel like, you know, girls who are like 21 years old are getting like whatever, their lips injected to be whatever. What's your opinion on all this? And like, how do we not do it? I mean, it probably just goes back to your work, but. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, and first off, like zero judgment, you know, yeah. I think that we're all just trying to get by and make the choices that we have to make to, um, you know, on a deeper level, feel lovable and acceptable. You know, it's sort of like, oh, I can't have these laugh lines. This is kind of unacceptable, like in my industry or, you know, what I've been taught by like my mother or grandmother, or maybe I won't be as attractive to my partner if X, Y, and Z is setting in. And like, I grew up in a household where, um, beauty was very superficial and very like, oh, if you have something that could be embarrassing or could be like a little bit unacceptable, like you got to cover that up, like make it go away. And beauty wasn't about, um, you know, like enhancing your natural gifts, enhancing like that, that glow from within. It was all about like, make it superficial, cover it up, make yourself acceptable. And that's just because, you know, that's what my mother learned, that she that she had to learn to survive. Um, you know, she was very beautiful and, you know, was was learned to she she learned she was valued for her beauty and must keep that going in order to have a place in society. It's this like very primal thing. And so somehow like my work is just all about finding the opposite and finding alternatives to that because I I actually went in the opposite direction a bit myself where like I was a total tomboy I didn't want to be seen as pretty I would sort of like tone everything down because I thought that if I was pretty I would only be valued for being pretty and people would never see what was underneath um, because that's again what I learned through this sort of like superficial like creating the facade of beauty and I really wanted to be seen. So coming, circling it back to, to injections, um, you know, and if it's something, you know, like 
I just feel so much better when I don't have this frown line. Fine. Like, that's totally fine. But is there a way that we could maybe lessen that frown line by reducing the muscle tension that's creating it? Um, is there maybe a question that we need to ask, like, okay, so there's there's some pretty deep worry lines. Like, what, what are you worrying about? Exactly. Is there something you need to change in your life to reduce a little bit of that burden, you know, rather than just numbing it out, like investigating a bit deeper? The source of it, yeah. Exactly. And with these holistic methods, like, they can be incredibly effective. Like, you saw we only, I only worked on your skin for about 40 minutes, and you're like, oh, like, my laugh lines are reduced um we increased the circulation we did some a little bit of friction a little bit of pinching a little bit of release work and all of that and hydrating the skin of course too all of that's going to help reduce um, fine lines and wrinkles but you are still going to look like you and you are still going to age you're just going to do so incredibly vibrantly and looking like a human woman who is growing a little bit older. Which is okay. Which is okay. Which is okay. okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we don't have to look perfect. And the thing with um, injections as well is that I see people, you know, they start with it and then keep going and keep going and keep going. And eventually they don't look like themselves growing older. They look like a carbon copy of the other women walking around that have had, you know, all have the same plastic surgeon doing the same, um, you know, injections in different areas or, um, you know, doing, having little bits of work done and again, zero judgment, but I'm just here to provide alternatives both as treatments and now more and more as care that people can do for themselves at home as well. And I think that it's just really important to kind of investigate like your reasons, your reasons why you're doing something and the reasons why something is occurring rather than just blindly following what society is dictating for us and what we're supposed to look like as women in the society. Tell me about what like the atmosphere or I guess help like have my listeners be able to kind of get an idea of like what the atmosphere is that you create coming into your studio because like you know I walk in there's beautiful music playing there are plants you guys can't see it there are beautiful plants hanging everywhere you have like this tea that I want you to explain to me this like skin tea right and then they're like goddess guidance oracle cards and it's just like such a lovely atmosphere I wish everybody who was listening lived in New York or had a plan to come here it's like it's come to your studio firsthand but yeah so what is how long you been here for and what how did it end up being set up this way like what was the intention yeah, so we've been here since May, so it's still really new. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, um, and I guess that kind of circles back to sort of how I got here and just through, you know, incorporating these different perspectives into my skincare work and developing a little bit of my own style, um, and I started to seek out more education that would was in alignment with the philosophies I was discovering about working with skin and rejuvenation and beauty. And I found a facial gua sha course um, 
with a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. And so I learned this technique with the stones where you work along meridian lines and you activate pressure points and you're simultaneously working with the level of skin, the level of muscle. And that just blew my mind. Like it was like I'd found what I was searching for and didn't even know that I was searching for it. Um, You know, it's a technique where you can actually feel and see the skin and the tissue changing right below your fingertips. It's so freaking cool. And I just, I got so excited when I discovered this that I was like, I'm giving up all the other aspects of the facial. I'm not going to do extractions anymore. I'm only doing facial gua sha. Can I do this? It was like, yes, but maybe there's a transition period because my current client base was coming to me for For extractions. a lot of extractions, just like your, your basic facial. Everything I had been using for some time was completely natural and organic, but that was still working on this like top surface layer. And I was starting to transition into like delving into this whole underworld of the face that really was so exciting to me and continued my studies finding other massage modalities like manual lymphatic drainage with the Dr. Vodder Institute and um, facial sculpting with this Russian master and um, I can't even remember right now but I've done so many trainings over the past few years because I found like I finally found the thing and so my, my work has evolved to attract people who are interested in this type of work. Yeah. And as I found like, oh, this is my lane. This is exactly where I need to be. Everything just started manifesting for me. I started getting press. My client base like quadrupled. Yeah, like everything. It was like all of a sudden, like I was finally where I was meant to be. And it just clicked. And that doesn't mean it hasn't been, like, a ridiculous amount of hard work. Um, But I I grew enough to, like, rent a room in my friend's space. She's just down the street. Uh, Deborah Hannekamp has space by Mama Medicine. She's a wonderful healer that you may have heard of as well. Oh, so so you were there? Yeah, yeah. I've known her for a very long time. I did her teacher training, her yoga teacher training, way back before she was doing this style of healing work now and had actually rented a space in her yoga studio to do facials years before as well. Again, still just on this um, more surface level, but using organic products. And so I, I like went out on my own again, like all in and um, started having another esthetician working with me as well in the days I wasn't in the room. And then it was time for my lease was up with Deborah and we had continued to grow. And so it was like, okay, it's time for the next big leap. And um, I made my manifesting list as per Lazy Phillips and um, found this found this space. And I was just looking at my list the other day and I was like, dang, like I checked just about every single box and definitely. Yeah. Every single box that was important. I don't have in-house laundry, but (laughs) you know, we'll get there. Yeah. It's New York. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to feel, I wanted my space to feel more like you were coming over to someone's apartment rather than going to like a clinic or a spa. So I wanted it to feel like really warm and homey and inviting. And especially with uh, the type of woman I work with, you know, these are, these are New York women who work super hard and they are stressed the F out. 
And so just to have a place where they can come and take a load off and relax and have the entire environment um, really support that, you know, from having, you know, beautiful plants, beautiful music. We have beeswax candles burning. They help to purify the air and to, you know, then laying on the biomat when you get on the treatment table and have aromatherapy just so that all of the senses are engaged and we can maximize our time to relax that person's nervous system as much as humanly possible while we've got them because when we're in fight or flight when we're stressed out so many functions of the body shut down digestion shuts down cellular repair shuts down detoxification and so when we get them back into parasympathetic when we get them into a relaxed state that alone is going to be rejuvenating, detoxifying, and healing for their skin because their body is actually in a place where it's not getting the signal that it needs to kind of be in like rescue survive mode. It's in a it's in a safe space and so it can take care of things like repairing the skin, like collagen production, like removing toxins from the skin. Um so that's really why it's you know so incredibly important for us to to have this as a sanctuary and you know we all enjoy it too like I'm stressed out too and I love being in this space like it it supports me so much what does the biomat do I'm, I'm so confused because I know and I want to know how you know Lacey and how you came into contact with Lacey because that's how we're all connected and but uh She's always into storing about a biomat, laying on her biomat or whatever, naked in the sun or whatever she's up to. And I love it. But I'm like, what does that biomat do? What does it do? So, and actually, I think she may have gotten turned on to the biomat through coming into space with Deborah and myself. Because oh, really? Deborah is all over that biomat. Yeah, and that's how I found deal? it. And I found Lacey through Deborah as well. She was coming to see her and coming to one of her workshops. And we met. And then she came to me for a facial. And okay. Yeah, and I just got got on board with the manifesting. Yeah, me too. Um, so the biomat is a mat filled with crystals, which is hard to imagine. I like to explain it like little rows of pixie sticks, except instead of pixie stick, stick dust, it's like small pebbles of crystal inside this mat. And then it also emits infrared. So just like going into an infrared sauna. So it's that, that heat, but that infrared warmth heating you from your core. And the, the one we have is amethyst. I believe they also make an amethyst and tourmaline version. But it's so healing. It gets you right into your parasympathetic nervous system. It boosts the immune system. Um, and from what I was hearing Lacey actually talk about recently uh, with another healer, they were saying that it's kind of the closest you can get to the frequency and energy waves emitted by, for example, laying on the earth under the sun and especially as new yorkers like when do we get to lay on the earth under the sun like so even just visiting here for a few days it's like i'm like oh my god it's like it's so hard to live here sometimes it's just it's like it's like you're in a war or something just trying to get out the front door and the weather and all this stuff it's like in a battle with the city or something yeah it's brutal it really is The, the the women of new york need our work yeah wait so why why do you choose to be here as opposed to like LA I honestly feel like this is where I'm meant to be for now I kind of I guess in a way I chose it but I sort of like 
ended up in New York. I never intended on moving here. I moved here for a relationship. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny how that happened? Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, almost 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, and I wanted to actually move to California and everyone is always like, oh, like you, you seem so LA. Yeah, you and do seem LA. I think I'll end up there one day. And yeah. my two, my co-founders from Wildling Beauty are both in LA as well. Yeah. But I think that this is just really where I'm meant to be doing doing this work and also um, spreading a message. You know, there there's a community of us holistic estheticians that are all connected virtually. Like, thank God us for the internet because mm-hmm. I found people who are like minded, and we all you know inspire each other and turn each other on to different trainings and product lines and things to further enhance our work and. You know, there are phenomenal practitioners across the country and across the world, and I always, uh, you know, connect people with, you know, someone in their town if I'm able to, but where was I going with that? Why am I in New York? Oh, yeah, oh, the relationship right. thing. Why am I in ago. New York? And so I think that me being here, I actually have access to, like, press and editors that all of these women that have this, like, a very similar philosophy and are coming from the same heart space and want beauty to be really authentic and this, like, glowing from the inside out and enhancing your natural, innate, you know, beauty that is your spirit within just radiating out of your pores. That's just what we're trying to do, except I'm the one that actually... Um, here has a bit more of a voice because of my, you know, clients who are also editors or beauty writers and that kind of thing. And it's just so important to me to get this message out for anyone who wants to hear it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe some people aren't interested. That's fine. But if there is someone who's looking for um, a more holistic way to work with their skin that is in alignment with their yoga practice and their diet and like their world philosophy and wants to have a more self-loving relationship with their beauty routine, then I I want to offer some tools yeah. to that woman. Wait, tell me for the, for let's say like women who are, wait, do men come to you too? Honestly, no. Those boneheads. I can't believe it. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think that we've maybe had like one man come in the whole time we've been open here. Are they allowed to come in here? They are completely, they're, totally, they're totally allowed to come in, but my passion is really around working with women. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we sort of, I think that we really bear the brunt of this like oh. messed up societal relationship with our image. Yeah. And I am mm. a woman. And, not opposed to men coming in at all. Yeah. But no, I get what you mean. Just this where my like, passion lies. No, I totally get it. Um, I feel the same way. Wait. Oh, God. Where was I going with this? Too? Oh, for... Uh, I was going to ask you, what can women do? Like, oh, you were telling me that, like, mountain... What was the mountain spring water? What's oh, the name? yeah. Oh. We were talking about how Mountain Valley spring water is, like, this, like, secret beauty water yeah. where I've seen people just... Um, have really wonderful transformations with their skin when they start drinking a lot of a lot of Mountain Valley spring water. Wait, why is Mountain Valley spring water so good? What, what about it is like different than? I know. think there's fairy dust in it. Really? No, yeah. like it's just got to be the mineral composition. You know, like as human animals, we're meant to be drinking spring water. Like yeah. we're not meant to be bring, drinking purified water all the time because it's stripped of all of its minerals, and. Um, 
you know, there's different things that we do that actually leach minerals from our system, like drinking coffee oh God, depletes yeah. your minerals. I and have a huge, we can't see my huge venti uh, Starbucks coffee. Don't, don't look, don't look. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> got coffee too. I'm, I'm far from perfect. Oh God, all right. Okay. Um, eating sugar depletes your minerals. And so, and we're taking in like all of this like filtered purified water because tap water is gnarly and like we don't want the chlorine and all of these other, you know, toxins in our water. I thought New York tap water is okay. Is that okay? I mean, they, they say that it's like some of the better tap water and apparently it's really good for the New York pizza dough. But... Okay. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But it's still, uh, you know, it has chlorine in it. Yeah. And especially, um, you know, for us with thyroid stuff, like chlorine is really, really bad. It's bad oh. for other stuff too that I'm not remembering right yeah. now. Yeah. Gut health probably. Gut health. Um, but yeah, we're meant to be drinking mineral rich water and we used to have way more minerals in our foods too. So I think our bodies are just like so thirsty for these minerals and they get so happy and can actually absorb hydration better too. Like when I have a client who's like, I don't understand why I'm dehydrated. I drink water all day long. This happens all the time. And then I dig a little bit deeper. I'm like, okay, do you like have a glass of water and immediately go to the bathroom and pee? And they're like, yes. Yeah. And the thing is they can't absorb the water because they're so low on electrolytes that if they were to absorb more water, that would further dilute the level of electrolytes swimming around in their body at that time so the body has to keep a certain amount of electrolytes and for different types of you know cellular communication nervous system all of that and so the body will just excrete the water in favor of keeping the electrolyte levels high that means we need to take in more minerals in order to then absorb the water so where do you get your electrolytes from um, not Gatorade, preferably. Oh, God. That's all I'm drinking is, like, red Gatorade after a night of drinking. And I want to ask you about alcohol, too. But, yeah, where do you, where's the best <laughs> place to get electrolytes? And what do electrolytes even do for you? I, mean, I pretend you're talking to, like, a developmentally challenged, uh, you know, two-year-old. That's me. Okay. Keep going. Well, electrolytes are very important for um, things like, you know, if, if you're depleted, you'll have muscle cramps. Like, that's why people drink Gatorade after exercising. Yeah. Um, and also for the brain. I'm not remembering exactly what goes on, but there's some, some way that our nervous system communicates that is uh, electrochemical that requires the electrolytes in order to have that communication. That's why if someone, for example, like drink, like you can sort of like drink too much water and like OD on water mm-hmm. and actually go into shutdown. Oh, really? And the, yes. Yeah. And the reason is because your electrolytes are so incredibly diluted and that's just essential for like basic functioning of the body and communication from the brain to different vital organs. Um, and again, I'm kind of like paraphrasing here. It's been a while since no, this is great. I did my studies, but the way that you can get more minerals into your water is by drinking high quality spring water, um, by adding a pinch of salt to your filtered water, high quality salt. I prefer Celtic sea salt. Okay. If you have Himalayan, that's chill too, but I really like that Celtic sea salt because it has a broad spectrum of minerals. So just put a pinch of that in your water. Um, calm magnesium. Have you heard of that supplement? I have some of that. You know what? It would hurt my stomach a little bit. Oh yeah. It can actually, it, it, it makes you poop. Oh so, God. If, <laughs> for people that are a little bit backed up, it's really helpful. But um, if someone, if you have a sensitive system, you have to start really small. Yeah. I know. I, I, my friend gave that to me for like uh, anxiety and depression. She was like, you got to take this. It's going to change everything. And then it just hurt my stomach. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. But, but that's a good source of electrolytes. 
It's magnesium. Magnesium. magnesium, Yeah, magnesium is a mineral that's vital, and that's one of the main ones that gets leached through uh, coffee consumption and sugar consumption. Um, And it's really helpful, especially for muscle cramping. So, like, for the the people with, like, really intense jaw tension, back tension, anything like that, the magnesium can really help. I wonder if I can take that on my low dose of Zoloft. I'm wondering. Is that okay? Is it mixed weird? I fine. You might want to, you know, just double check with your doctor. Double check with a pharmacist or doctor (laughs) or whatever. But, uh, anyway, what do you think of alcohol? Alcohol, because I, I even being in New York, I don't. I've been drinking more than normal, just because I feel like that's like the culture. But you know, I should take responsibility for my actions. But do you drink? Um, no, I quit drinking over ten years ago. You did? Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, now I feel uh, <laughs> really bad about it. No. Um, well, what do you? But what, what's your take on uh, or your your feeling on like? I'm sure a lot of your clients drink alcohol, and and it seems like that that happens a lot here. But. Uh, yeah, how how much does that mess up your system? I guess it, it depends on your system. Yeah. It depends on your system, how you interact with alcohol, and, um, you know, what, what the rest of your lifestyle is. If you're, like, a really healthy person doing your thing and you have a glass of wine here and there, probably not going to mess you up a whole lot. Yeah. But if you're drinking really regularly, if you're avoiding your life... By drinking alcohol, like yeah. it will probably mess you up more. But just from for skincare, exactly, exactly. I mean, it is all interrelated, though, it isn't is, it? Though, yeah, um, I know. Yeah, you're right. I feel like I recently saw uh, a picture of it was an editor for maybe Vogue or some major magazine that someone had posted who did six months sober, just sort of out of curiosity, and not so much, I believe, because they had a you know an addiction issue, but more out of, let me just try this on for size, which I think is a, a more popular attitude in the wellness community right now, too, is this sort of like sober curious, like I'm not an alcoholic or an addict, but I'm going to like try this on for size. And this woman in her before and afters looked completely different. She did? She was so de-puffed. Her eyes were more clear. You could just tell she was more present. You could see so much more confidence in her face without the alcohol. Because, of course, like when you're drinking all the time, like... You're you're leaving your body to an extent, like you you're are. yeah. You're not you're not like in tune and feeling through everything. It's it's escaping a little bit, and so you're not fully owning. You're not fully in your power. But simply from a skin perspective, I always have my clients um, eat healthy and skip alcohol for at least the day after their facial because we've done so much detoxification work and um, you know stimulated the system to do different things and that's going to continue to unfold unless your body is given a bigger task like eating a big greasy meal or drinking a bunch of alcohol and then your body's going to be like oh well we have to go clean up this mess over here like we don't care about continuing on with the skin work that's been sort of set into motion we have to like like we've got bigger fish to fry, essentially. Yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, on the days that you're getting like a massage, getting a facial, um, even I would say like doing more extensive self-care at home, like taking a bath and doing facial gua sha and these different things, you know, skip alcohol so that your body can actually deal with what you've already put it to task on. Do you like dry brushing? love dry brushing. Why? Tell me about it. I have a dry brush. I was given it and I do it sometimes and it feels really great, but I don't really understand the nuances and like what it's supposed to accomplish and why. 
you're stimulating your lymphatic system. And so the lymphatic system is responsible for many different things. It's a big part of the immune system. Um, Lymph fluid is what swells when you have a swollen ankle, when you're puffy under the eyes, when your face looks kind of bloated after a night of drinking, something like that. Um, And what we're concerned with really for skin is how just like radiant your skin is when we stimulate the lymphatic system regularly. So the other circulatory systems like blood um, has a pump. Your heart is a pump moving the blood around. The veins have valves. It's kind of doing its own thing. It's going to move around whether you're moving it or not. The lymphatic system is totally at the mercy of our movements. It doesn't have a pump. It doesn't have valves. And so we can actually manipulate it so much. Um, That's why, you know, you might look puffy after a long flight when you've been sitting for a really long time. Yeah, my calves get crazy swollen. In fact, my calves are always swollen. I don't know if that's bad, but we can get to that in a bit. But keep going. Yes. You could do like legs up the wall to drain everything out. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. All right. Keep going. Um... And so through, you know, exercise, for example, that's one way that we move the lymphatic system through massage is another, um, even just like our day-to-day movements and the, the, the blood pumping around the rest of the body is going to move the lymph a little bit, but we can do so much to influence it like dry body brushing, um, because the lymph lies pretty, pretty superficially, like right below the surface of the skin. Oh, it does? It does. I mean, it surrounds, it goes throughout the whole body, but there's a lot of lymph right below the surface of the skin. And that's also why when I was working on you, when I had done one full side with the facial gua sha, we could feel that the skin was much more tight and toned. Whereas on the other side, it was still much looser because there was still much more lymphatic fluid hanging out under the skin, having kind of like a waterbed effect on your skin. So when we drain excess lymph from the skin, it's actually much firmer as well because, and you don't want stagnant lymph hanging around. You want it to move through the body. So for example, dry body brushing, um, actually rebounding is the other, like jumping on a trampoline is like the number one thing you can do for your lymphatic system. Oh my God. Isn't that cool? I had no idea. That's why people have those mini trampolines. They can jump up and down. So, okay. I know. I'm dying to get one. I finally have an apartment that's big enough to to house a tiny, tiny trampoline. Um, Are you dating anyone? None of my business. Yeah, I am. You are? I live with my partner. That's so great. Yeah. We just moved up to... um, the west side of Central Park because I needed more trees in my life. That's nice. It's like being in the suburbs. It's very yeah. calm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so funny. I mean, you were talking about how draining the the lymph or what, what, what do you call it? Just your yeah. lymph, uh, lymph nodes? Lymphatic system? What do you call it? I yeah, tra- it's the lymphatic system. So the lymph nodes are, you know, stationed at different parts of the body and the ones that we work with most around the face are sort of, you know, where they would get swollen if you have a sore throat mm-hmm. right under the jaw. Mm-hmm. And then there's lymph nodes up the side of the face, like in front of the ears and then right above your collarbones that wonderful little dip above your collarbones right here that cute little divot yeah that is where all of your lymphatic fluid re-enters the blood system it's called terminus is that good or bad it's excellent because eventually the lymph lymphatic system re-enters the blood system and gets filtered by your kidneys and then you pee it out okay so after doing lymphatic work often you have to like run to the bathroom and pee because you're moving a lot of that fluid out of your body well so i did know because i something i've been noticing in the past few weeks is like like i'll notice that my skin is kind of not droopy, but I'll just notice a little bit where it's like, oh, it used to be tighter or 
or like, or what's that about? Or why do I have that much movement? And I do feel that my skin is tighter now because like under my, it was like under here, you guys can't see this, but yeah. By the way, it's really weird to do a podcast after you have like a really relaxing massage already. Like we met at 10 in the morning, so I was kind of sleepy because I'm kind of on holiday here or whatever. But yeah, after like being like, I basically like took a nap and was like in another realm or something, all mellow getting my, my facial. But anyway, I'm trying to podcast here, but uh, yeah, so that's like incredible because I was getting really self-conscious about like, I don't know, loose, loose skin. That was like a nightmare for me. I was like, oh, I was like, oh God, <laughs> how do you deal with this? But yeah, and it's just because you're draining. Yeah, so there's there's a few different things that happen. Of course, we lose elasticity over time as well. Oh, but as I was explaining, you know, through this massage work and stimulating the skin, we're also producing collagen and elastin, you know, so it is actually really firming. Um, and we can get you set up with some gua sha with a little tool for you to do at home. Okay. Yeah, tell my listeners what we can all, like, what I can do, what they can do, like, uh, you know, nutrition-wise. We already learned about water. Like, we got the water secret uh, trick with the whatever Mountain Valley Spring and uh, and the Celtic sea salt, uh, Celtic salt. But, uh, yeah, what else can we do? So we get the products. What are we doing to our face? Because I, I also, like, I'm going to re- uh, Instagram this thing that you did where you were doing all these exercises on your face. But yeah, give my listeners at home some hot tips if they, if they don't live in New York. Quit drinking, get a trampoline. Okay. JK, JK. <laughs> uh, I mean, those would be great. Those are yeah. actually excellent moves. Yeah. But just like some really simple stuff. Um, you know, if you're having like acne, breakouts, that kind of thing, uh, first foods to investigate are dairy, gluten, and sugar. Those are the biggest culprits when it comes to breakouts, Um, especially dairy because it's so mucus forming in the body. It's like if you have like, you know, a runny nose or like a cold, you're not going to drink dairy because it forms mucus. And that same sort of quality produces um, blackheads and breakouts in, in the skin for people that can't tolerate it well. Um, gut health is everything. So if you're having any gut issues, looking into gut repair, probiotics are amazing. Bone broth is amazing. If you're not a vegetarian, um, are you vegetarian? No, I'm not. I tried all the different dietary things and, um, I I decided that I had to choose my biology over my ideals. Yeah. My body's way happier. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see what else can people do that's really easy. The hydration piece, sleep in water. So fucking simple. Yeah. Like sleep eight hours yeah. and drink water and like manage your stress. Yeah. <laughs> How do you manage your stress? Exercise. I mean that, yeah. Yoga. And like, that's like a whole life thing, yeah. you know, because oh, then God. you're looking at like, are your relationships healthy? Is your job fulfilling you? Yeah. Like Holistic skincare really is looking at everything. 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 And I've seen clients where I've been working with them for like a year on um, clearing up acneic skin and they're doing everything. You know, they're eating well, they're doing their facials, X, Y, and Z. And then they finally leave a job or leave a partner that is toxic and their skin clears nothing else changes. Yeah. And so that stuff, like it can really affect you so much, but just getting enough sleep and drinking enough water, eat your fruits and vegetables, you know, don't drink like a fish alcohol that is. And I'll like 
that's just really the basics. Um, and then in terms of your home care routine, use natural products. You know, there are so many chemicals, so many toxins, and a lot of just like drugstore products today, even department store products. And they act as endocrine disruptors. So they mimic estrogen in your system. Oh, wow. um, artificial perfumes, phthalates, parabens, you really want to avoid these. Like use natural. And natural doesn't have to mean that it's not effective. Natural can be incredibly infect- effective. In fact, more effective than um, more chemical filled products that I used in the spa world in the past. And massage your faces. Um, you know, follow my tutorials with Wildling now. You can get a whole gua sha kit and there's videos you just follow along. So you can do that um, even every day. For a lot of skin types, it's appropriate to do like, you know, a two-week challenge or a month challenge to actually start to transform the skin. And then you kind of go into maintenance after that and maybe just do like a reboot every so often where you're doing it really, really regularly. Um, but it works. It really, really works. Just like, you know, if you're stretching your hamstrings every day, you're going to become more flexible. If you're curling your biceps every day, you're going to get stronger. When we work with the muscles of the face and the tissue of the face intelligently, it will shift. And then what else, uh, what's next for you and where do we find you? How do you find me? How? Like, if people want to get the the gua sha kits and oh, yes. uh, if they want to book an appointment, if they want to, I don't know, how... Yeah, for anyone in New York, um, they can come and see me or one of the wonderful practitioners that works with me at our studio here and come, come sip the tea and sit in the lounge. Yeah. Um, and that is through StudioBritta, B-R-I-T-T-A dot com. Um, for those not in New York, we now also offer virtual consultations with my esthetician, Susanna, who is a total dream. She's so warm and hilarious and has a background in nutrition. We did the same nutrition training as well as having like almost a decade of skincare work under her belt. And she's just phenomenal. Um, And then Wildling Beauty is where they can get the gua sha kits, which is just such an amazing tool to be able to take care of your own skin at home, especially if you don't have a holistic esthetician in your area who works in this way. You can just do it yourself. Oh, my God. What else? Are, uh, I feel like I've left no stone unturned. I don't know what else to ask you except I'm. Uh, do you have a? Do you have clients coming in right now? In a bit. No, I actually I'm not working today. I just came in for you. Just for me. I can't believe it. you guys were all so lucky. I can't believe this. Um, I think uh, I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm gonna make a lot of changes after today. <laughs> That's what I think I'm gonna do. But uh, I don't know. Thank you for being on my podcast and, and you know illuminating my world, and uh, I'm sure making all of my listeners' faces uh, look better. I don't know. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't lose people too much in like the deep dive jargon of the lymphatic system and, no. and all of that. No, it's incredible. I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just grateful. Thank you for giving me a facial. It was the most beautiful thing in the entire world. And your hands are so incredibly powerful. I, just, I don't, anyway, anyway, that's all. Uh, I think I've, I'm. I'm rambling now, but uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you.